0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Chronic Conversations. I'm your host, Jerry Leonard. This is my co-host, Jen Leonard. What's up? We was just having a little conversation about um, some of the stuff we tried. Let me introduce my 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 guest, Gage Fowler. Nice to meet you, it's a Pleasure to have you on the show today. Nice to meet you, I uh, just went ahead and started it because it was starting to get good, and you had asked me if I'd ever partake in anything. I have the CBD, right the, the hemp rolls and... Uh, uh, Asked me if I ever did the THC, and I do. I've done um, I've done a little DMT a couple times, but I didn't really blast off because I didn't really know what I was doing. Or
1: I didn't either.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I learned a little more second time. Yeah, and then and then third time I was like, oh okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, the holding it in part I didn't know about, which somebody who's an old school uh, pot smoker you think that'd be the first thing they'd want to try to do is just hold it in. I didn't. And shrooms is probably one of my favorites. Shrooms are. Well, I've, I've had little traces of LSD. Uh, made the mistake of I got some and I cut the thing in half so it wasn't a full dose. Wasted. But it's still, yeah, wasted. I wasted it. But it was still nice. Right. It was uh, a powerful substance. Yes. Yeah, it truly is. Very
1: little amount of it.
0: So there's, there's several reasons why I thought you'd make an interesting conversation. And this is one of them. Um, but one of the things I wanted to ask you about first is you had mentioned when we were talking, uh, you consider yourself... Uh, an amateur philosopher. Yeah. What exactly do you mean by that?
1: I've always spent more time thinking about like I don't know how to tear down arguments or like why things are the way they are or like how things can't work the way they do. Like a good example is they put up a thing at work that said no smoking or you'll lose lose a shift. Yeah. And I just wanted to approach everybody and say if we all agreed not to pick up that shift this is an unenforceable rule this right is the only they only have this power because we're literally giving them this power
0: that's true they're not
1: going to fire us or anything like that and it's just i've always like contemplating things like that
0: so so you're definitely a logicist probably like i am uh uh probably more along the lines of like the stoicism and things like that you like maybe like seneca and some of those guys is there anybody in particular you follow or or quotes who you like or oh, like to read
1: that i can't remember the author's name but he wrote um several books one of them he wrote while in a concentration camp oh i wish i could remember the name and it talked about like how is it that these people who are going through what could have possibly been the worst thing human beings have ever gone through in mass and suicide was not that common i mean you know and where was this at in like
0: auschwitz and stuff like that okay so concentration camp. right right i got you no that's fine
1: and he studied and thought about like how is it that these people can hold on to hope and hold on to you know this thing they think they're going to achieve one day and that they're going to get out and it really turns out they're like they don't hope right they just kind of like learn to exist that way
0: so it's more mindfulness than hope because that's that's kind of what i'm into is the mindfulness thing I, i like to live in the moment um Hope to me is something in the future that might or might not come. Um, To put hope in something that's temporary and could or could not come is is kind of a scary thing to me. It it brings me to a level of vulnerability that maybe I'm not comfortable with. But see, this is where the the mind fart comes in. This is the fun part of the episode. sound all intellectual, and then I go off script and get really stoned. So I'm going to let you continue with that thought. What he was talking about is how, like, a mass of people can kind of figure
1: out that this is the way to go. Okay. And they still can hold on to their religion and hold on to their memories. And, you know, like, traditions. you could always tell when they decided they were ready to go. And they didn't commit suicide, but they could almost willingly die. Almost and a certain he,
0: kind of acceptance. One of
1: his ways that he says, like, you know, like, they didn't have really currency. They had, like, meal tickets and then, like, cigarettes. And right. he said you could always tell when somebody was ready to go when they started smoking because these cigarettes were money for yeah. all kinds of other things. When you see a guy start smoking his own cigarettes, he's done. He's yeah. The day.
0: That's he's, his most valuable thing when somebody gets up their valuables. And
1: you know, they're skin and bones already. Just right. like they're at the worst point a human can possibly be. They get like broth twice mm-hmm. a day if they're lucky. And some of them could just willingly continue on and the others could willingly just let go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he went into I wish I could remember those names. Just how powerful the human mind can be and how much we can accept and get through, even like the uh, thinking we're at bad things. We know that it can be way, way worse.
0: The adaptability of the mind and the body are two pretty fascinating things. This makes us one of the only species that can survive in so many different climates, is the fact that we're, the we're only so adaptable. we can
1: survive in every climate.
0: Yeah, in every climate. All which of is, and, and there's. <sighs> I have this thing about miracles. I think there's miracles going on around me all the time. And people just don't see them. First of all, we're on a big fucking rock. With a consciousness wrapped in a meat suit. Flying through fucking space at thousands of miles an hour. Like that. Do people not. Like I don't need somebody walking on water. Or somebody come back from death for it to be a miracle. It's like just this conversation. Just that we've talked about this before. We're making mouth sounds. Yeah. And these mouth sounds are creating some kind of intellect and consciousness.
1: This is a video game. Yeah. This is all this it's really, a Sims. Yeah, pretty much. It's a Sims. But it's hard to not get attached to things that you have. It's hard Attachment. to, you know, continue on that way. And everybody says, you know, all these gurus say, you know, that's letting go of like ego and all this stuff. But, you know, who can really
0: do that? who can really actually let go of attachments. I guess, like, that's one
1: thing. Like, I've always wanted to meet some kind of guru or, you know, somebody. But, you know, I can't take my ass to the Himalayas and climb the motherfucker to well, find some.
0: I saw a great meme on that the other day. There's this really nice teapot, and it had this stuff around it, and this engraving, you know, sitting on this, like, stand. And on it, the uh, guy said, uh, all these people here are worship the teapot. Nobody's drinking the tea. And that's what I think about when I think about gurus. Everybody wants to worship the pot. Nobody wants to drink the tea. Do you think people are attracted to gurus? Right, because like, a lot of them say they're not teachers. They're just pointers. What
1: words could he possibly have that are really going to help? Right. That I can't already hear somewhere.
0: Else? That's not already within you. So that's... Right. I always right. like the word pointer because they're, they're more pointers than... than You know, we think of gurus and religious people to be worshipped and stuff. Even, right. even Buddha said, you know, they... You don't worship me like anybody can be a Buddha. You know, it's just the God within us. It's not.
1: So what that's led me to is I'm not really looking for a physical guru. Mm. I'm looking inside. Okay. And I've been doing heavy doses of psychedelics. Uh-huh. And it led me into the making the DMT. Just trying to... I guess I've always been interested in psychedelics. I've been atheist since I was a little kid. Yeah, four yeah. Four or five years old. I was, this is... We're just talking to space. And I tried for years, you know, all the way up to like 15, 16. I tried to, you know, go out there, have hands put on me because I grew up in Church of God. So they're speaking in tongues uh, and all I've, that, whatnot. In Church of God so as well. I'm a former preacher. Well, I tried, but it never really did take. And right. So I just carried on. And I've always been interested in, like, like you said, the miracle of it. And like, I don't need some fancy, like, oracle up in right. the sky to make me be like, wow that's crazy you know that any little thing the fact that like 10 billion blades of grass can grow out here just free and clear trees can grow to the size they can and yeah the dinosaurs used to
0: be here you know. lex friedman a podcast is another one i follow he's a former mit um, teacher and he's a scientist for ai and stuff put a, a, a meme out there or no, whatever you call it it says um you know there's 30 million cells in the body so it took 30 million units working together to put this uh what i'm writing together and put it out there for you it's like we always think of self and um it's me it's mine there's no unity but really the whole universe is just things simply working together like millions and millions of things working together that in itself is a miracle to me like
1: if any one of them were to go wrong or change.
0: The variables, it all right?
1: Collapses. Any one thing were to go wrong. You know, like, if what if gravity increased by like half a pound?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Astronomical effect. Oceans heated up crash. 10 degrees.
0: 10 degrees don't sound that much. It's, it feels great from now. If it Why? warmed up 10 degrees, it'd feel great. But if the oceans, then we're fucked.
1: And, you know, like, people don't really think about butterfly effect and how real that really is and how much that can impact. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes unfathomable how like much each little thing that's done matters on this earth yeah everything is tied together in yes intricate little ways that you can't like, like you can follow one path if you're lucky and you'd realize that every like three like organisms out you reach billions of different like touches and ties
0: yeah, yeah. throughout the entire earth and which what, that relates to one of the theories is that string theory yeah that so. the, okay yeah okay I know a little about some of those. I don't know so much about the oracle uh, It interests me, it's just way above my my thinking. So Well imagine how the uh,
1: who is it? The government that was tracking all our cell phones. Oh the NSA. Yeah, NSA. Yeah. So they follow one guy. huh. And they say, All right, everybody in his contacts we're gonna follow. Right. So he's got forty contacts. Yeah. And they follow all them. Okay, well then what is forty to the fortieth power? Yeah. You do it three jumps and imagine like you're worldwide talking to like some dude grandmother who like just fell in the bathtub or something like that in Texas. And it's That's just... crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like a
0: podcast. So somehow all of a sudden somebody's putting on comments from fucking, you know, Mexico or Argentina. And you're like, it, the realization, oh my God, people are listening to this in other countries. Like, this is so. So crazy to think about. We were talking about DMT earlier. Um, for those who are listening and possibly don't know exactly it is, that, what is DMT? And uh-huh. we'll talk about the different kinds too because I want to talk about uh, uh, ayahuasca versus the smoked versus like the 5-MAO DMT as well. So it's
1: dimethyltryptyline, but there's two types. I can't remember. NN, I believe. Mm-hmm.
0: And then yeah, what's the other? There's a 5-MAO, the
1: toad, Right, I think. With the toad you lick. Mm-hmm. Um, So I've never really been exposed to DMT much, Uh but I've always wanted to try to like search out into the psychedelic world because I wasn't going to find a guru on a mountain like I said. Right, right. Within yourself is the only
0: place to go. So I
1: tried to go inward Uh and I did mushrooms, acid, and heavy doses and always like, I don't know, feel like too in control. Mm -hmm. I want to get to the point where the drug takes me where it's going to take me,
0: not where or the physical I'm, self is here, but the mental yeah. self is either within or in another dimension it or just wherever feel, it goes.
1: You know, like, I don't know some type of extra
0: Yeah.
1: Besides this, just like mundane, meat body existence.
0: Kind of searching for something, to see if there's something more out there. And a little, bit of, what, in little in my bit of spirituality, a little bit of spirituality is what I was kind of thinking, but
1: I'm not going to get it through words of wisdom. I'm not going to get it. Right, through right. It. So, I haven't really had much opportunity for conversation. So I sat at home and I learned how to make. Dimethyl triplyne, right in in. Used the uh, mimosa hostilis root bark, which is sold for like making purple soap. Cooked it off with a little bit of vinegar, blah blah blah. Put in some stuff, crystallized it. I don't want to, you know, go through the whole. No, no, no reason to. Anyways, so I pop it in the freezer, and I grow crystals. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple tries, and here it is. And I don't really know what to do with it like how much is how much
0: dosing this is it yeah
1: so i can't google
0: this i get a straight razor and i just like
1: sweep up a pile about that big Uh. something like that and i it all fairly like easily packs in like a socket stuff with anywho i'm at home by myself waiting to go to work three times hold it in because i researched all that and just
0: taken away blasted off
1: blasted off to a world of unimaginable color
0: i feel like more what i did was more basically stand up and jump versus blast off that makes sense like the very first time there was probably nowhere near enough to affect me like i wanted it to because i was a little nervous and it's you know at that time i hadn't even seen there's a documentary i talk about a lot on here called the spirit molecule which is how i really actually learned about dmt and uh, Alex Gray and stuff, a, a famous artist. Um, I didn't put nearly enough research into like the spirituality of it. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I just, just kind of like said, oh, "This well, dude's like, this is I what this make. does." I said, "What is it?" He says, it, "It's there when you're born and there when you die." I'm like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> it was more really for me the achievement of making it. Just yeah, like, can I do this? Is this right. possible? You know, because it's in to
0: be most living things, right? And it's one of the
1: oldest known things, drugs to be done by mankind, and it's just like. Can mm-hmm. it really just be like a few hours in the kitchen and bam, and mm-hmm. I make this most powerful substance I've ever put in my body, mm-hmm. by far.
0: Do you think it could possibly be when you're looking for spirituality? You think it's the drug by itself, or a lot of times they're led by somebody, whether they're shamanic or some sort of um, guru pointer, um, or even just a counselor or something that um, can help a lot. Any anywhere of thing from the smoke.
1: Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Somebody that keeps you from getting distracted. Uh-huh. Like, you know, a lot of times when you trip, you know, you're going to pick up your phone and start going through it, and then you're losing the spirituality of it. You're losing the, like, the point you're trying to get to, mm-hmm. and you'll be searching for music and all this stuff. Whenever Everybody's always known when you trip. You go to nature. Mm-hmm. You go to nature, you cut off, and you just kind of enjoy and see where you go.
0: Let it absorb you.
1: And that's really the only way I've ever thought of, because, you know, before recent times, thinking of having a guide or a therapist or anybody there with you to guide you on these trips was unheard of. Yeah. And that would be like, I
0: don't know. You heard of MAPS? It's the uh, research group that has helping research things like MDMA, ketamine, various other psychedelics to use for um, depression, PTSD, anxiety, things like that.
1: Where's it at? Is it? Would, John,
0: John Hopkins is doing a study. Um, if somebody has a phone, they can Google it right quick, probably. But I, I don't know off the Google right. uh, ma- no, maps. No, I haven't heard of it. It's, it's. Like you should look that up. And, and yeah, um, the, the. I can't remember what it stands for either. It uh. Pretty fascinating because it's, it's what's led to like some of the things in Oregon happening. Where you, I don't know if you've heard, but. Everything has been decriminalized there. Um, what do you think of that little experiment? It
1: worked out pretty good in I
0: Can't remember the name of the country, but one country did it.
2: It's a it's multi multidisciplinary association for psychedelics.
0: No. They're one of the few and only things that has been allowed to use these products and actually research them. And and one of the things they do is there's. Each of the sessions or whatever you use them, there's always a therapist with you guiding you through it. And I always thought that was a missing link of somebody just doing it. Maybe what somebody might call recreationally. That, that. But what I say, here's the thing about medicine, and Tommy Chong said this about marijuana. Um, whether you're taking it for recreation or not, it's still medicine. So if you're going to take something that's that big of medicine... To me, it's again, you're doing something you don't know nothing about. Have somebody there that knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that was a bad idea for me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I I know
1: I put way too much in, very heavy on my lungs. But it is one of the first spiritual experiences I ever really felt. Like, you know, describing it, what it looked like would be like describing the color red to a blind person.
0: Right. I could sit here and talk Uh, about it all day. This is a DMT picture. It's a yeah, shirt it's I'm a showing one. him right now. You can't see it. It's a Alex Gray. Um, it's a good one. Do but everything kind of kaleidoscopes
1: like that. Yeah, yeah. But
0: then, like, the closest I came is, is some geographic. I, I felt like I was headed there, is what I felt like I was on the journey, and I just never got there. And by the time, did you keep your eyes closed? I did. I did. I'm probably open them too. So the very first What's time, like I said, for? it was, it was like a little crystal looking, almost powdery. Looking it was white, whitish, yeah. And uh, yellow's better. Yellow's better. Well, then this... you get this stuff called uh,
1: when you process it, you get this stuff called jungle wax, uh huh. I believe it is, and it's I mean, kind of the fats off the plant, but it contains all kinds of like other uh, I don't know all the chemical terms, right? Uh, Anywho, all the Reddit posts and everything like that that I read about people who produce it said, you know, most people can filter this out through a second, like, filtration process, but most people prefer to leave it in. Uh And it gives it this, like...
0: So it's almost like a full spectrum versus an oscillate. Yeah, Yeah, it's a full
1: spectrum, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but mine, which was, like, I made sure to keep it pure. Because the only way you slip up is there's a, you get a little mix, and you can see it physically. But I filtered it twice, and it came out beautiful white. But there was a thin residue on the whole panel, yeah. Uh-huh. And I collected all it together, and it really like didn't take much. After I did that first time, I realized it didn't take nearly as much as
0: I took to break through. Right. But
1: that first time, I sure enough broke through.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that could have been a good thing too. It could have been a blessing in disguise. You could have been like me and two times in and still. Because especially the second time like I said when I started to see the I want to describe the light as laser because it's the only thing I know to relate it to but it's not really like that there's this glow to it that I don't know how to describe and it was green and it was very fractal and I felt I felt like I was almost like in an airplane, I guess. Maybe like I was sitting there, but traveling all at the same time. Floating pair of
1: eyeballs. Yes. Uh, just adjusting a yeah. pair of yeah. eyeballs. Yeah.
0: And and I felt like I was getting somewhere. Like I really, like a dream. Like you feel like you're hitting the crescendo of the dream, then you wake up. It kind of felt like that. Like I was getting there, and it's just like I couldn't finish a yawn. It, it was like, it was frustrating. It was, you know, it's like, ah. Oh. You, you can't get out. Yes. Oh, man.
1: I blasted off. Everything kaleidoscoped. Everything turned white, but lit up white. And, like, I was in a dark room, but there was light, like, coming out of my eyes. It felt like everything had, like, hearts and diamonds. And, like, I don't know why, like, the cards, Mm -hmm. like, a deck of cards played out. Hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades, but solid white with these images just, like, changing, solid. And then it all solidified into, like, one solid room. And there was a corner. I remember that. And then I just felt, like, two people standing beside me, two things standing beside me. And that was, like...
0: That's the it hit
1: me hard, and then it went on to all kinds of other crazy stuff, like a giant armored elephant dude asking me to get on a pirate ship. But
0: a, a lot of people talk about what they felt like during. What did it feel like after? Like directly after, after you came down, the next few days. Sense
1: of well being, overwhelming sense of well being, because that wholeness like, maybe. I hear yeah, that a lot like too. Just, just like this, like first time I felt like a joyfulness in my life because mm-hmm. I battled depression and stuff like that for mm-hmm. a lot, and I felt like really good about myself for the first time Mm -hmm. and i even i tripped a couple times within like a three-day period one of them was a horrendous looking experience it was all like teeth and eyeballs and chewed up body parts and blood and gore yeah and i couldn't like drive because you don't get to take the wheel during the dmt trip right No, i wouldn't imagine it's not gonna be anything like any type of memories or anything it's just like sci-fi yeah turned on hardcore but even though I was seeing this like horrendous picture that is, you know, incomprehensibly awful, I still felt this oversensing like, ah, peace. Safe. I'm okay. I'm safe. I feel good. Like, little things that I've been worrying about aren't really that important. And, like, a little bit of clarity, but you think part of that's because it's more of like an afterglow because it kind of, yeah, so,
0: so you think maybe at that point you learn to kind of touch your inner lot, and, and because what you're seeing out here is a darkness, this is there's scary stuff here still. I recognize it and I accept it, but I'm in such a place of, of warmth and love, and, and, and
1: I don't know if I can get to it again, but I now know it's there. Yeah, I think like this kind of like something else right because you know like spirituality has always been something hard for me to really grasp take in and i don't really believe in much of a soul yeah or anything like that but a weird thought that occurred to me the cell in your body every cell is completely repl- completely replaced yeah every seven years yeah so like the cells pass memory or is memory something outside of like the physical like makeup because its stored just there's been a community. lot
0: of uh, research about um, uh, memories and different things stored in cells and as to how people might have memories of things that they weren't alive during or you know it was another explanation for uh, you know like the little kid who's telling stories about being a store uh, a, a pilot and then they find out that pilot really was a fighter in World War two and there really was a guy that name and yeah, like weird it's, it's weird that. fascinating stuff for sure um, what is there anything, so that's, I'm, I'm sure that's by far your, your favorite psychedelic, I would imagine, or is there anything else you've tried that has touched that, or maybe because of a different reason you like, just for a different reason you like to do, or? Really, I
1: don't like doing any of them. Uh-huh. Like,
0: they always
1: have, uh, like, mushrooms give me awful the stomachache, and I stay up all day, or all my uh, acid really, like, makes my thighs and my back hurt, uh-huh. so, like, there's a lot of, like side effects that are going to come with it. some neg-
0: negative uh physical side effects
1: extremely heavy on your chest yeah. for a whole day I was like, felt like I had a cold near elephant. even even that
0: little bit I had I was like, little it's heavy on the chest man and I smoked it
1: hard for like two days and it was like I pop out pop right back in mm-hmm. Just
0: seeing the, the
1: wildest things but I don't know I feel like I'm more dependent on a lot of these things just for like some type of like medicine. I don't know about medicine, but I, something to just add something to life because everything's so
0: mundane sometimes. Sickness Fordham. to me is, is, is things missing, right? Yeah. Uh, like if you have sickness in your body. Uh, to me, that's one of the things that kind of adds some of that back in. Like you said with DMT, the fullness. Now, I have different experiences with different things, such as the shrooms, really for me, really anxious. Uh, uh, like edible weed, first time, really anxious, but in a good way, if that makes sense.
1: I found shrooms. A lot of it has to do with the type of shrooms. Yeah, like they got it varies just as much as weed. Yes. Kind of oh body. yeah, the different strains. Golden and.
0: teachers being my favorite. Mm-hmm. A very joyful experience. Yes, you know that's that's the experience I had on the LSD. I don't. They were they were golden, yeah. uh, uh, not golden, but kind of yellowish, and then kind of kind of white on the. Uh,
1: they have a stem, big tops, but, mm-hmm. the. Brown, dirty brown tops? Uh,
0: I almost like maybe they were brown. I feel like they were gray, grayish, almost ash colored, hmm. if I remember correctly. Or maybe that was on the stems. That may have been the coloring on that. LSD is the one, though, that I took, and I had a cup of cereal, and I started crying because I was literally so attached to the oneness I felt with the cereal. All of a sudden, she's like uh just like what's wrong with you and i'm like i just love this cereal so much so there's a i it was kind of an experience how you would kind of describe with a dmt was what i had with the lsd like this strong compelling sense of you can never
1: get there with lsd i took two and a half hits and went to work with him at, yeah and serving tables
0: yeah Job maybe too maybe it was maybe some sort of microdose that i did since i cut it in half and no, Didn't full dose that
1: it could have. Then I did five hits last week, sat by fire all night. Uh-huh. The roll up was pretty intense, uh-huh. but other than that, I just tripped. And then last Sunday, I did one hit, just because mm-hmm. I had it laying off, tripped hard, yeah. tripped sleeper hard, all day. Yeah. So I really think I don't know. I'm either wasting it or just like abusing my body on it. Cause one trip, one hit. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Been,
1: I don't know. I'm not appreciating it enough i've got I my hands in it too i could now. yeah that might
0: have been it too you know so like I'm a little bit like it. a gratitude or appreciation for it of course and
1: yeah having like some type of a guide through
0: that so make all the difference in the world well, we're so coming up to the to to end know. of our uh, 30 minutes i'm going to go ahead and uh wrap this up and we come back you've heard him talking a little bit we have a special guest in the uh woods studio with us today and uh We'll talk to him when we come back. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to Chronic Conversations. We're all trying to cuddle up by the fire. We're outside, so it's a little cold, <laughs> but we did manage to bring a friend with us back to the podcast uh, say hello to Gage again. Thanks yeah, for that man. conversation. That was some really great stuff. We're going to get back into more of that. And our special guest is the Greenheart Shaman, Sean Jake Denny. Hey. Say hello, what Sean. What up? So what all has been going on with you since the last podcast, sir? Oh, lots of ups, lots
2: of downs. Still trying to climb that mountain. Still, uh,
0: still on that journey. Still, still grinding. Still just being me, really. And where did uh, you you engage to know each other? That's how I met him. How did y'all meet?
2: Well, <clears throat> I met him at work. We worked at a restaurant. We did. Well, I worked at a restaurant in Chattanooga, and uh, we just kind of instantly became friends, talking about. Really, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right here. Right now. Uh, today. Just uh, love and psychedelics. To I said,
1: uh, oh, to get any LSD, man? I was in the Chattanooga had a new area, and he was the first face that I saw that had that light behind his eyes that he had been somewhere. <laughs> like.
2: And I did. I had some. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> you know. but yeah, so we just kind of became friends. And, uh, I know when we did the, this podcast, you know earlier in the year when we started this up, I just I felt like he'd be good for the for it. You know, he's, a, he's you know, if I run with somebody, they're, you know, they're good.
0: They're interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're cool. I feel like
1: I'm like this guy. I really just crave some good conversation. And it's hard to come by, especially in a small town like I live
0: in. It is. It is, for, at least with an open-mindedness. Somebody's not going to judge every word that comes out of your mouth, you know. Right. It can be hard to have a conversation when you feel the eggshells or the knives come out of the eyes for for things like that
1: yeah my family still don't believe that i don't believe in god they're still like oh, he's just kidding he's just
2: kidding <laughs> it's just a joke it's, it's just a, a joke. Some teenage angst <laughs>
0: it's a phase
1: but yeah. so me and old sean really haven't had much chance to talk because we're at work a lot together but right a few times i came over here I me and we're always doing some wild shit like cutting this pond tree for falling apart behind us uh and then he's gotta go helped me move some furniture a few times but we've never really got to sit down and, and actually conversate chat.
0: well now's the, the good a time as any since we're doing a podcast long, feel free to you you have any questions for some for sean or or you have any questions for gauge or anything you've always wondered or not i think if people like us man
2: together that know like at least not know but at least seek like what we're seeking you know we, we can call it whatever if we can band together you can take you can take this uh healing and this medicine you know even if it is recreation or whatever and, and i think you can take it commercial and there is people already doing that here in the united states and they take it commercial and they're able to you know without legal repercussion distribute and treat people with these medicines right you know, there's, pe- there's places out west like the, the peyote churches and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Kentucky that's like the Ayahuasca Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked into it quite extensively. There's just things that you have to do. I mean, there's, a you know, like a hundred things you have to do from filing right with the IRS to, to right. like, church sacrament bylaws right. to um, just all kinds of stuff you have to do legally before you can do that. But it is possible. And, uh, you know, like I was talking about <clears> – <throat> on the last ones I've been on like that, that experiences and experience is that I had, you know, I, I know if you introduce, you know, 10 people to this stuff and this experience and, and someone that's, even if they're seeking something similar to what we're seeking, if you help them along the way, you know, seven to eight of them will get a, a lot out of it.
0: Yeah. And, and there, and there's a lot of information all at once. There's so many things you can try because not everything's for everybody, obviously. And right. Um, You know, maybe some of these things wouldn't necessarily be good for some people. But there are so many avenues when it comes to mental health that that you can take so many pathways. Um, uh, uh, I mentioned on other shows about seven years ago or so, I was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, I had grown up with... An alphabet of stuff I got diagnosed with and, and medicated for um, as a child, all which I pretty much take CBD or or, or some form of cannabinoids for uh, to treat now. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there. There's there there's there's meditation. There's there's um, mindfulness, Buddhism. Uh, for some people, Christianity is a good thing. Some people that leads them to to a better place. And if it, it helps you find, um, if it doesn't find. Uh, not everything we talk about on the show is necessarily a, a one fits all. And some of the stuff I talk about has helped me out. Sean, you'll talk about some things that may help you out. Yeah. Gage, you're gonna talk about some of the things that have helped you out. And even it's, though there are differences at the core, we're all the same. right? Yeah, it, it's the definitely thing, not a one size fit all fits all thing. It's a
1: the thing that blows my mind is like all these medicines we're talking about. Are just as old, if not older. Oh, way older than all of these religions and
2: yeah, right. Tens thousand, ten, twenty thirty hundred thousand years ago.
1: And it's just like they were embraced for thousands of years, by all kinds of cultures everywhere from
2: They've all over the world. Do
0: you think ruin that? Is it religion or capitalism or a little bit of both? Maybe
2: both. I think it was more- control the man. It's just the man. It's, it's the man,
0: I think. I think it
1: has a lot to do with capitalism, and then a lot to do with, like like we know a lot happened during the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther and all that. And right. Don't how much, I don't know how much of it was changed then. Like, but I believe it was frowned upon by then, because you know, like Vikings and stuff, like that tripped a lot. And when they invaded England and stuff, they still, you know, they brought
0: that with them. Are you familiar with uh, Jack Hare? No. or there's a book, look it up, it's called The Hamperer Wears No Clothes. It's a great book. He was actually a proponent or opponent of cannabis for a long time in like the 60s and stuff and had an experience and started smoking and figured out that it was all a bunch of propaganda and lies and bullshit and became one of the biggest leaders for legalization and, and good information getting out there. So if, if, if you want to learn a lot about cannabis the history of it and things like that that's a that's a good source to go to it it divides the bullshit from from the real shit yeah and this is a guy who was opposed to it before and through using it and and education became for it right I feel like i've heard his name but I probably at least heard the strain there's a strain probably on jack Joe or something like yeah that. probably I feel like, probably I feel
1: like he was on there maybe um, uh, but you know these religions used to use these drugs just as often as we're trying to use them now. It's just the, the government's kind of taking them away from us. But none of this is like, people think acid was cooked up in the 70s. And most certainly was not. It's, you know, it's just a barley mold. Uh-huh. It's occurred in nature for a long time. The Greeks used to make this potion. Right. They believed, could I have uh, acid and mushrooms mixed into it? And it like, I can't. It was a Joe Rogan episode, too. I can't remember what all they talked <laughs> about, but it was a good one. There was a college where, like, uh, Plato, I believe, and a few other, like, notable philosophers went and, like, yeah. had this, like, shamanistic experience uh, and came back. And, like, you weren't supposed to do, like, a up thing. You don't talk about it, but right. it's, like, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Known that, that it existed. It's not something that's fair to Right, right, right. And then, like, the Salem witch trials, there's a, you hear about how they think that could have been caused by LSD?
0: Yeah. you heard that? No, I haven't, but it definitely sounds fascinating. So, like, Tell me about it.
1: They've looked into, like, the weather periods around there, and, like, they harvested barley in
0: uh-huh. that
1: region, and by, like, a late frost, and, like, there was a lot of these, like, environmental, environmental uh variables that kind of lined up that could have made the barley severely molded okay which means they could, these people could have been eating unknown amounts of acid on a daily wow.
0: basis. one of the reasons i was bringing up jack Carrera is one of his theories and he was right working on another book when he passed away was to do with a lot of the um psychedelics he believed that were actually used during bible times um, he thinks shrooms were heavily used and some of the herbs if you read the ingredients sound like things that are related to psychedelics and even cannabis uh so that would put an interesting take on things too if you know the burning bush was seen after a, a, a shroom trip or some some kind of dmt yeah, trip or something the, uh,
1: like sensors that they used like i think they found those that had like weed and sage and other yeah, stuff, you know, yeah
0: they're, they're in anointing oil i think even there was some um it's cannabis oil. A yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's basically, yeah, uh, a ganache or whatever they called it. It was a form of uh, uh, herbal. that had different different herbs in it, like chamomile, cannabis, yeah. different things in it that they used anointing. That gets in the skin and seeps in the skin. You know, it's I, I could see, at least on a me- metaphorical level, that causing the blind to see because that's what psychedelics do in a lot of ways. It's, 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 it, it makes you see things that... You wouldn't see if you were just caught up in the um, the world as the product that it is. Because right. that's what it is right now. It's a it product. Takes
1: you somewhere that you could never get through money. Yeah. Really. It's never gonna be able to be made in any type of like buy and package sold way. Like it's an experience. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like trying to describe a color. You know, you can know everything there is about how color works, like cones and rods and light reflecting off back of your pupils and everything like that but until you see your first red apple you
0: don't know what color
1: is yeah
0: it's you know it it opens your eyes to things and 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 emotionally and sense wise i believe you i believe there's more than five senses um i don't believe it's this necessarily when you use the word psychic or or any of those things it always you know conjures up images of you know, the fortune teller, things like that, but just intuition. I just believe there's, there's. We have senses that are dulled by by a lot of the chemicals and things that we ingest today. Some people say like the fluoride.
1: My psychology teacher described all of our sensory organs as uh, sensory deprivation organs because they were made to like block out a million times what they take in.
0: What they take they in. Get
1: rid of more than they ever take in.
0: So if imagine getting to see eyes, pieces like, of that stuff that you couldn't take in before.
1: And it's, uh, mushrooms improve your vision. You ever felt like you could see better on mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah, they're saying mushrooms definitely improve your vision. Like, uh, they did a little study and people on mushrooms could more easily tell when, like, two parallel well, you lines need deviated off the path.
2: That's part yeah. of that stone date theory and all that. Yeah. They started eating mushrooms and it
0: gave them better eyesight out there on the plains and they could yeah. hunt better and see better and shit. started making them have a conscious more cognitive yeah, and stuff. ideas and shit. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that, too. That's one that really interests me. I need, I'd really, I, I need to sit around and read about some of the stuff that interests me, but I, I literally have barely dipped my toe in such a string theory. Uh, and
1: You ever listen to any of Graham Hancock on Joe Rogan? Uh, you know, his uh, like pre-Clovis uh, period uh-huh. theory about, like, there was these like, huge civilizations in the Amazons and stuff like that. I still think back to it impossible. You know, what was that? Mechanism they found in that shipwreck in ancient Greece. Uh, Plot, star chart, ten years in advance. First analog computer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that could be just a small example of where we were before. Well, that's when they discovered these uh, technological advanced societies. Before there was supposed to be any technology, always fascinates me too. Um, Did we revert in in intellect and in consciousness? Was there an event that? wiped out so many people that you just couldn't carry on all that technology like if there was a massive event today like it's fascinating to think where that technology went why it didn't just culminate with why it didn't keep evolving. going down the generation yeah. it didn't keep evolving like there was a stop like technological you know, society it disappears as <laughs> society disappears and they don't
1: i guess it depends on what you identify as technology you know like well even you know, fire what they at like star charts and yeah
0: astronomy and
1: medicine and, you know like maybe they didn't care about tvs and internet computers no and but they're Earth, but they could have had like incredible amounts of knowledge
0: about the human body and things like that, that we right imagine. yeah it's all in how medicine
2: you and that yeah everything
0: and, right. and I mean from the ground up, literally starting from fire to the oh, yeah. the, the simplest things, the the uh, like the way their water re- went, like they had uh, plumbing systems aqueducts and, and aqueducts and the, and, and air conditioning and heaters and indoor toilets and like stuff you don't think about in those times that that we again we take for granted, just like the miracle of being on a rock traveling through space at several thousand miles, we just don't think about everything. How great a toll it is. If you've ever been in the military of any kind, you know how great a toll it is. But I think ancient times were probably a lot better, a lot more fun, a lot
1: more learning. A lot. Well, I've always felt that way because there's things left to do. Because I always kind of wanted to be like a pioneer of some sort or an adventurer, but you know, like that's pretty well dried up in our society. And our, and that's why I've always felt like people, or I would have preferred older times because you know there's always that like something new on the horizon yeah that uh-huh. there to figure out. I feel like a lot of people you know, plan out for all like really nomads and
0: meant to be like... do you feel kind of maybe like we're on the brink of that again right now but we just don't realize it like with the way technology keeps multiplying and where we are versus 20 years ago versus where it's going to be 100 years in the future like our great grandkids and, and will they be humanistic will they be consciousness downloaded to a computer or some other robot Or
1: is my daughter going to be the first one on Mars She's eight years old, but she's in the age group. And my uh, father-in-law always said that we're fifty years behind what the government actually gives us. Absolutely. We never know what's really around the corner.
0: No, it's there's.
1: What do you think about all these monoliths popping up? Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I have. Is uh, hoax. I, I think it's hoax. I think it's a. I think it's. A, I agree with a lot of people that are kind of like it's an. It's a. It's a, art thing, but. I love the imagination of it, the about creativity the of it.
1: Admitting about like the...
0: Oh, the government's been admitting to a lot of stuff here lately that people just miss that, that yeah. because <laughs> we're so worried about somebody else catching COVID. Oh, yeah, COVID. by the way. <laughs> by the way, there's I just let me tell you a couple good, if you're interested in alien stuff, watch, uh, 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 I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Netflix right now. It's a documentary about Bob Lazar.
1: I've seen most of it. i
0: listen to his podcast both of them on joe rogan i was uh, I was in the military i was in the military me to say there's a lot of stuff he said that clicked that was like oh wow okay so that one fascinated me for for that reason alone um there's another one i just watched he's a former air defense minister of france or i can't remember what his official title but something like that um and this guy is doing a new uh, documentary called Phenomenon that I, I haven't seen yet that looks like it'd be really interesting but look how much of the stuff that up until literally that Joe Rogan show came out they were trying to call bullshit on with Bob Lazar and then now they're like oh yeah okay that's real they're proved they've proved him right on there's still a couple little things that are you know whatever but he seems to be like you know 95% right Right. Knowing that she's talking about and, and the stuff he doesn't know what he's talking about, he's openly admitted. Well, maybe I didn't see that, maybe I was a little confused, maybe the excitement of the moment. He knows
1: what he knows and he knows what he doesn't
0: know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, the one of the discussions now is versus are these extraterrestrials or these these things we've been seeing, these things we've been finding, are, are they from. Outer space, another planet, another galaxy. Are they literally from another dimension? Because, That's what yeah, because you know, there's got to be more than just the the basic four dimensional that we have. So, it, are they interdimensional beings? Are they? Are they even? Some proposed, Would it seem like they're coming like from the future or something? If You admit there's one other dimension, you have to admit there's an
1: infinite number of them. Right. And I feel like if there was an infinite number of them, why have we been left alone? Yeah. You know, like. So much shit would be going on if it was infinite. Right. So I don't know if I believe in the multiverse theory. I just feel like it would be way easier if there was the ability to travel between dimensions. Right. So I guess the multiverse could still play out true, but
0: is it one of those things like like men you can't go to the moon, right? Right. Like we can't just get in a rock. I mean, someday we probably will, but as of right now, you can't just get on a rock and go to the moon. Right. That's something you'd have to be in the government. You'd have to be an astronaut. Maybe with interdimensional stuff. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe you're only going on missions. Maybe. Well, how, well, what if you act, what if you slip dimensions and you didn't even know it?
1: Well, that's the multiverse theory.
0: Could that every be where some schizophrenia and mental health issues come from too? Maybe those people will slip dimensions and they're just
1: it's the, if you believe in infinite dimensions, every time a decision is made, a new universe is created. Like every time huh. Sean's like, "I'm going to get up and go pee," or "No, I'm going to snooze for another thirty minutes," mm-hmm. new dimension and take that times. Eight billion people. If only humans create new dimensions, and we can see if animals and insects three are creating new dimensions. So that's where it gets. I little mean,
2: if future. if there was an infinite amount of dimensions, then there would literally would be a version where every single little thing.
1: Was, and know, can they come back? Almost together? the can same in one work? thing. Like the time knife. Have to be this like <clears> imagine a piano with all the strings being played at once, mm-hmm. except for they're able to cross paths. Mm-hmm. In each point on the piano is a universe right it would be and i feel like if once interdimensional travel had been created
0: uh huh, it would be busy you would you would think just like uh airplanes are today or if all of a sudden there's a flight to mars and it's reasonably safe as say a flight is then there's and gonna be tons of people if want to do something if time like time that
1: time travel ever is invented then time travel will have always been and and again,
0: it would, you know, you take Because the they say, yeah, time's not linear. It's more. But what if it only existed. The time's like this. After
2: it was invented.
0: Not like this.
2: And you could only go back to the point in time when time travel was invented.
1: Right. Yeah. It could be that.
2: And then if that theory was true, then as soon as they invented time travel, there would be tons and tons of time travelers from but the I future just like, coming as far back as they could.
1: I feel like going to the past is easier than going to the future. Because the future is unknown you could only go through one point in the future
0: or is it or is so it a path through. that's already been set like i said if it's not if we're not linear if we're not just like on a time line like we would naturally right. think we're of it like a sheet we're on a sheet then there it would it would it would increase the variables right, right. so that's just one theory of
1: but how would you ever be able to process that
0: yeah right yeah
1: like if you did travel to the future then that future could might not be the Future of the past you traveled from. Right. Yeah. But going to the past is linear.
0: Because it's already I happened. I think
1: the past is there. So being able to go backwards would always be because you can rearrange.
0: But does the past things still things exist? Or is it like or is it like this? Like we remember there was a flame there. There was definitely a flame there. But it's not there anymore. Can we go back to that flame if we go back to that? Like, do we actually go back to that? point in time is an actual time you travel.
1: Make electrons rotate
0: exactly. If you could
1: do that, then in theory, from there balloon up through everything, you can in theory time travel.
0: Because they're already breaking up stuff into molecules and sending it super short distances. Yeah. So if but, we've like, come that far again with technology, what is that going to lead to? What what if it doesn't lead to um the time travel or interdimensional travel or any of those things what do you think that technology is actually going to lead to
1: i would believe it's more of just like interspace travel interspace. As always, take you know, a interstellar board. somehow being able to like either rotate paths around us or see i don't think with aliens speed I, a lot.
2: I don't think they're flying here on you know saucers that's just like flying through space in a dumpster there. No, if you watch they're that Bob Lazar here, thing, they're and traveling you hear through, the, here through something else.
1: Yeah, it depends
0: on how long it takes them to get here. It it seems like it the the way they described it, and I'm going to screw it up again. I'm not smart enough to really be talking about this, but tr- from my memory, what I remember is the ship or the thing that they were testing, the Bob Lazar was testing, would kind of bend gravity around it, so it was pulling it more than it was pushing it. Right. Um. I wish I knew enough about, so, yeah, yeah, it. that it was, and the materials and, the, and the, the, the certain things they had. Well, he, you know, he discovered that new um, element as well that they said was bullshit for a long time. And then, oh, then they was like, oh, no, it's a real element. Yeah, it's, it's real. We got it. It's right here. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it makes you wonder with just those little things that, that, like we've talked about slip out, that what all else is that we don't know because what a lot of people don't know is how clearances work is it doesn't matter how high your clearance or your position it's literally 100% about your need to know and whether you're the president secretary of state or whatever if you don't have a need to know you're not going to know about those things so who gets who are these people who does know and and, and what is their need to know and yeah, and how, and how much how of this I stuff got Kennedy, or Kennedy or killed all the got president Kennedy knows. killed
1: all the need to know is died off Let's just let these people die, and yeah. then we don't have to talk about it. Because like, uh, when the Pope dies, you can't open any of his documents for like 70 years.
0: We signed a, what's called an NDA or non-disclosure agreement, uh, where you're not allowed to talk about anything for 75 years. So I always make the joke, when I'm 125, I'm telling everybody fucking everything.
1: Right. That's about
0: how it is. Well, we're about out of time. It's uh been a great conversation okay, with both y'all. It was a good one. Um, I think it's really some interesting stuff in there. This is definitely... One where you may want to have some kind of medication before you start the show, uh, uh, during, before, and after. Uh, first, let me thank my guest, Gage Fowler. I would definitely love to do this again with you, man. I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface uh, on some of the conversation that, that we could have. So it's yeah, been man, a pleasure having good. you. and Can't wait to have you back. And, Sean, as always, it's fucking amazing yeah, to have you I on here, it. brother. I love you. Thanks for hosting us, Sean. Uh, Thank you, uh, babe, for thank being you here yours. and putting up with the cold and being our fire person and, and so forth. Uh, keeping our heads on straight. We thank y'all for listening and and hope y'all continue to do so. Stay tuned for the next chronic conversations. Bye.